0: Greetings from your host, Ken Wang. This is the Badger Herald podcast. Today, our guest, Mary Papa George, is an internationally recognized advanced Irish dancer and a TikTok star. So welcome to the show, Mary.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> of course. Uh, before we begin, would you please uh, briefly introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, where are you are from? What's uh, what's your inner major and why did you choose Wisconsin and uh, just something about your average dancing?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm Mary Papa George and I'm a sophomore at UW-Madison studying retailing and consumer behavior and also digital studies. I chose Wisconsin because uh, most of my family has actually gone here on my dad's side, so I grew up visiting this campus a lot. So it already kind of felt like home. And I knew I wanted to go here myself. I've had a couple viral videos on TikTok, mostly the video I made to the song for Galicious, uh, where a bunch of celebrities actually did a duet to that video on their accounts, such as Will Smith, Derek Hough, Jason Derulo, Diplo Marshmello, just a bunch of random celebrities. And then I've been appearing on like CBS News, The Today Show, Us Weekly, iHeartRadio. They've all kind of reposted those duets one way or another, but I've also competitively danced as well. So I've gone to the world championships three times um, and I've been a medalist in Ireland and Scotland and I've done 10 national championships, 10 regionals and I was actually this March, 2021, I was on the cover of Irish dancing magazine. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Wow. Obviously you're a very accomplished dancer. So first off, congratulations on all of your accomplishments. And you mentioned that you're also very popular on social media, like TikTok. Yes. So what made you fall in love with this uh, very traditional art form in the first place?
1: I'd say I was really tied to the connection between the music and the rhythm because it was so unique to any other form of dance that there is um, because it's rooted in tradition, but you can also put your own twist on it once you learn the basics and the techniques. So, and I also love just enjoying the culture as I grew up through it because our family is a little bit Irish as well. So connecting with my roots through the sport was a great bonus to it.
0: You know, to follow up, you said that Irish dancing is a very unique art form. So what it is made it so special? Like, what are some special features of Irish dancing that sets it apart from other styles of dancing?
1: Definitely the fact that we have to keep our arms in when we dance, because there's no other form of dance out there where you strictly need to keep your arms at your side. Um, and that's a lot more difficult than it looks, because it's basically from your stomach muscles down to your leg muscles. And then that's all you have over control when you're trying to dance. So that's tricky. And then also it gets confused with tap dancing a lot, but what differs from Irish dance to tap dance is not only the arms aspect, but also when you're doing the rhythms and doing the tapping you have to cross your legs over and you can't shuffle to the side or like, let your legs just like go wherever you have to keep your one knee in front of the other when you're doing your rhythms. So that's another pretty iconic part of Irish dancing that is strictly done with Irish dancing nowhere else.
0: So I I come across I came across an article that was on you. I think it was by uh, CBS News, where in the in the video it talked about that your your dance combines with uh, modern music. So, what made you think of that, and what were some challenges you have met in combining this uh, a traditional art form and something that is very modern?
1: Well, I definitely love listening to music myself, and well, when you start out Irish dancing, you're taught the basic counts that you're supposed to go along with. And a lot of the times the counts will align with certain pop songs and it's easy to create choreography once you hear that rhythm and the beat. Um, So I thought it would be fun to just kind of combine pop culture with a form of tradition, uh, especially when a lot of people stigmatize Irish dance with just the curly hair or the wigs and then the old dresses and just from like the old 1800s era. And I want to kind of revive it a bit and reinvent it so that it's more appealing to those who aren't connected to the Irish roots all the time, because it can be not like a turnoff, but it can be something that people are like, Oh, well, I'm not Irish. So I'm not going to engage with that. Like, I don't really have any interest, but when you apply it to something that more people are more widely connected with it, creates a bit more of an intriguing aspect of it.
0: And and if you don't mind me asking, who are some celebrities that that inspired you to, you know, continue dancing or like to uh you know to be excel uh at this?
1: Well definitely Jennifer Lopez, because she's done it all with dance and she's kind of made it super popular throughout all forms of entertainment, whether it's like movies or TV shows or music in general. Um, so I I grew up watching her in movies and listening to her music. So I actually had her like one of my videos back in May of 2020. So that was huge for me because she has been super influential. Um, but then just like the people who are also in the Irish dance industry, such as like Michael Flatley, you know, Amy Mae Dolan, she is the lead dancer, the principal dancer in river dance right now. And those people they're older, but they have continued to dance and Irish dance is a little bit trickier to keep up as you grow up, um, because your legs just, they take so much of a beating when you're in the competition route and you get, as you get older, they just kind of get weaker. So it's harder to keep going as you get older, but I see people who are in Riverdance or creating content on the side and see that they're doing it. And they're so much older than, than me. So I would want to keep up with it as well and see what I can do beyond my competitive years.
0: That's, that's great to know. You know, uh, JLo obviously is a very famous person, very influential, but also a very talented artist and as you mentioned that you have, you have been recognized or followed or, I guess, liked by a lot of the celebrities. When, when you first started you know, posting videos on TikTok, uh, what were your expectations? And, you know, and, and looking, looking at your journey and looking at what you have accomplished now, how does it feel to have gone viral on such a popular platform?
1: Well, I definitely did not have huge expectations going into it, but I did start out posting videos on Instagram way back in 2016 to pop music, but that never really took off. And I think I posted once a month at most, and I was not consistent with it. But then seeing TikTok, I've seen it been done before, especially with any form of Creative outlets, like it could be like cooking or singing or art and any of that, that can go viral for any reason. So I thought, well, why not for Irish dance? So I kind of had the goal of getting a viral video, but I didn't really know exactly what that meant when I started out. And I definitely did not anticipate getting into the multi-millions when it comes to views. (laughs) So that was a huge shocker. And it's cool that it's something where. People are of my age and our age, like they're on it and they're able to see that. And it's also getting the younger generation as well who are on TikTok and getting them engaged with, you know, Irish dance in this tradition because normally you would only see that in the traditional form um, and not applied to pop culture. So it's interesting the way it's taken off. And I'm very grateful for it all.
0: And as Earlier, you mentioned that your, if I remember correctly, your first viral video was uh, on a song called Fergalicious.
1: Yes. Well, that was my first dancing video. I did have one video before that, which was a reaction video to qualifying for the world championships with my best friend, Ellie. But that was the traditional costumes and our wigs were on and it was at a competition. So it was A competitive setting and it really didn't have any dancing in it. And that one was just purely based on like a level of wholesomeness and just a reactive quality. So it didn't technically include Irish dance, but because of the interest in that, video because people thought it was from the pageant world and like toddlers and tiaras. So they wanted to see what Irish dance kind of looked like. Um, And that's kind of what started me posting it because every single time I posted a dance video, it would get a significantly, a significantly larger amount of likes or attention than any other video that I would post. So I thought I should probably keep up with this and see where it goes. Um, But the Fergalicious one was, the biggest video I've had to date. And that's what really took off my career in TikTok, I guess you could say.
0: Like how many likes or like how many followers have you gained after the Fergalicious video was posted?
1: So initially when I posted the Fergalicious video, I think I had like 40,000 followers. And then that video before all of the people and the celebrities started to duet the original video, I think it got to 3 million views just purely based on entertainment. And then when TikTok came out with a new feature of a split screen effect, um, that's when people started the duet trend. And then it kind of over the course of like July and August, it kept coming in and kept getting, I kept getting more profile views because the more people that would duet it would visit my profile because it says it was linked to my video. So every time a celebrity duetted it, I would get a significantly larger amount of followers from it. So um, I think that video has uh, 4.5 million likes and then I think 34, 35 million views, which is really ridiculous to even say out loud because it's hard to comprehend that that many people have viewed it or at least cut that in half and say each person viewed it twice. That's still an insane amount. So, um, and then from all of that and all the profile visits and stuff, I think I've racked up like 645,000 followers on TikTok. So, but that was all over the course of this past summer and I've just continued to do it since, so.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, uh, congratulations, you know. Uh, so obviously you're very successful in both Irish dancing and managing your, your social media. So as a successful influencer and dancer, what opportunities have you gotten from such amazing experiences?
1: So I've definitely had more media exposure because of it through news channels and social media pages, and actually a lot of like meme pages that have reposted it because some of the duets are super funny and creative with the way people just posted a video using my video. But, um, when they would credit me, I'd get a lot of tagged photos or videos of me from meme accounts or just like, like iHeartRadio and like Us Weekly and they they reposted it. And I've also had a lot of opportunities to work with different brands to kind of promote their product through my videos, whether it's like sportswear or like beauty or well, just anything using Irish dance. Because I think I for um, St. Patrick's Day, I just worked with McDonald's um, on a, uh, TikTok for, uh, promoting their shamrock shake. So that was pretty fun. That's probably the biggest person I've worked with so far, but, um, it's crazy. I, I still don't really consider myself an influencer cause it's hard to see because I still think I'm kind of just like a normal college student, which I am. I don't think I'm much more than that, <laughs> but, um, it's interesting when people use the term influencer, cause I feel like anybody can be good at it as long as you just Market the product the right way.
0: <laughs> wow, um, that's that's great. You know, I'm I'm very happy for you that you got all these amazing opportunities and and you get to work with uh, so many different platforms and so many different brands and people. And some people believe that TikTok is an addictive platform and a waste of time. Do you do you agree with this criticism? And how did you manage? balance your time spent on TikTok and uh, your time off it?
1: I mean, I do agree that it's an addictive app, at least from my perspective. Um, But it's all about having self-control when it comes to managing your time. And I'm definitely not the best at that, especially at night. I'll log on to the app right before I go to bed and I'll end up spending like an hour or two on it just because it sucks you in which props to the creators for that, because that's the goal. It was a major engagement on it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I can see why people would not want to hop on it or would want to delete it because it, it is addictive and it takes up some of your time, especially during school. It can be tricky, but I'd say if you're enjoying what you're seeing and you're getting a laugh out of it, like that's my main source of entertainment is just getting like good laughs out during the day and sharing videos with my friends. So I enjoy the app. If it takes up too much time, then I say, feel free to delete it to whoever wants to, but I think it's a a pretty good app all around.
0: As you have mentioned, you know, it it does suck you in, but there are also the positive side of it. So on the other hand, uh, there are some who believe that TikTok is a useful platform to learn about Different things because the videos are short, um, they're easy to watch, and the information from those short videos are very easy to retain. With that being said, what are some of your favorite things to watch on TikTok? What are some positive features of TikTok? So
1: I definitely agree that um, you get a lot of life hacks out of it. Um, A lot of little tips that I probably never would have known if I hadn't logged on to TikTok at a specific time. So whether that's like cooking or... I I watch a lot of just like school hacks for like organization or like for like your life, like how to organize your room better. But I do enjoy watching singing videos because there's so much unfound talent. And like for me, I definitely wasn't even recognized. I'd say, I mean, I, I was in the competitive world. And I definitely made it far, but I was not a world champion. So I didn't have the most recognized name until I started producing content on TikTok and that got views and attention. So for all those people out there who are singers or musicians or athletes or actors, you name it, like they are getting so much more attention that they wouldn't have gotten from any other outlet, which I think is awesome. And I tend to describe the app as a common people's app because people can go viral for whatever reason, and it can be on accident. But I say that any viral video has a purpose because someone was meant to see it and some opportunity is meant to come from it. So I think it's a great app all around again, because of these random opportunities, you can get and just enjoying like the wholesomeness of people in general and people sharing their talents and sharing funny things throughout their day.
0: You know, the use of social media has been a hot issue for for a while now. You know, they're are, there are the misuse of it, but they're also the the positive side of it. So, you know, as you have stated before, you have uh, learned some hacks uh, <laughs> from the video. So what are some what what are some of the hacks that you have learned from TikTok that you would have never known?
1: Well, most recently, I got tagged in this video a bunch by my friends because they know how much I love grilled cheese as a snack. So they tagged me in this uh, makeshift grilled cheese video. It's so random, but you basically just take like two pieces of bread and then put cheese in the middle and then take a cup and like put the cup over the bread and the cheese and like twist it. And then it kind of looks like an uncrustable. And then you stick that in the toaster and then it's like a makeshift grilled cheese. So that's like one little hack. There's also just like random organization things that I've picked up. I couldn't even name all of them, but uh, yeah, just random, really random things like that grilled cheese. Like i never would have thought of that myself. So it's also just like showing off people's creativity with uh, making things a little bit more simple. So
0: I actually didn't know that. So I'm definitely going to try it. Um, (laughs) okay. Uh, lastly, but not least, how has TikTok changed the way people spend their uh, leisure time? You know, uh, since the pandemic began, a lot of us has spent an insane amount of time indoors in quarantine to be safe. And I think that's also the time where uh, social media got really popular for people to spread information, making videos. Uh, like you said, maybe some of them have gone viral. So, you know, to, re- to reiterate, the question is, in your opinion, uh, how has TikTok changed the way people spend their leisure, leisure time?
1: That's a good question. I, I think it may have made some of us a little bit more lazy Just because we're going to want to sit down and watch TikTok, but also smarter in the way that when you're seeing all these little life hacks or learning all this new information or buying all these new products because you saw it on TikTok, it's pretty innovative with the way that it can change your perspective on life. So, um, and you can also like categorize your videos, but like because the algorithm changes what videos you see based on what you search or what you like. So it can be a great motivational, a great motivational source as well, because there'll be people who are on there to motivate you to do something or give you advice about something. So I think either way, it's how you spend the leisure time. So it can be perceived as lazy if you're going to spend hours on it, I guess. But if you're learning from it or you're laughing from it or you're just gaining happiness from it in general, I think it's probably a plus. And it's like a great escape from reality for people who need it, especially in this stressful time of a pandemic. Um, So I think the leisure time is how each individual chooses to spend it um, based on what videos they fuel in their direction. So um, yeah, I guess it depends on the person.
0: And uh, one last question for you in general, what advice would you uh, give students if they would like to pursue Irish dancing or uh, they're trying to become a successful through social media?
1: Irish dancing-wise, I mean, there's definitely a bunch of studios in Wisconsin if they ever wanted to pick it up, specifically if uh, it's a Wisconsin-Madison student. They have a club here uh, called Sloncha, I think it's pronounced, um, which is like a club that I'll meet once a week, I think. Um, I don't know all the details about it, but there's that to get involved. But in terms of social media success, I'd say you just have to go for it and not worry about what other people think. Because at the end of the day, if there's something that you see that you want to do or you want to become, it's up to you to actually pursue that because nobody's going to tell you or hold your hand along the way. And it'll get hard and discouraging, especially when you don't see the results. Uh, right away. I definitely see that a bunch. Um, It doesn't always work in your favor when it comes to the TikTok algorithm or any social media algorithm. But as long as you work hard, good things will come from it, especially... If it isn't your exact outcome you want, it's a learning experience.
0: Great. Uh, thank you so much for, for the encouragement and the inspiration. Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to come to the show and have this conversation with me. You have definitely brought lots of insights of a dancer and a social media influencer. Uh, I wish you continuing success in Irish dancing and on TikTok as well. To our listeners, if you would like to watch her videos, please check out her Instagram, Mary underscore Irish dancing and her TikTok at Mary Papa George.
1: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this and thank you for having me.
0: To our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions about our program, please contact us at podcast at badgerherald.com. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Please stay tuned for more episodes. I'm your host, Ken, at The Badger Herald. This is The Badger Herald Podcast. This episode is edited by Keegan Schlosser. The script is prepared by Jeffrey Deese, Quincy Croner, and myself. Thank you, Madeline Medina and Emma Grant for contributing to this episode. It would have not been possible without your input.